Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 147, 1-11 Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds upon Jerusalem. He gathers the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and gives them all their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. Job 36, 1-23 And Elu continued and said, Bear with me a little, and I will show you, for I have yet something to say on God's behalf. I will get my knowledge from afar, and ascribe righteousness to my master. For truly my words are not false, ones who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Behold, God is mighty and does not despise any. He is mighty in strength of the understanding. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their right. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but with kings on the throne, he sets them forever, and they are exalted. And if they are bound in chains and caught in the cords of affliction, then he declares them to their work and their transgressions that they are behaving arrogantly. He opens their ears to instruction and commands that they return from inequity. If they listen and serve him, they complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantries. But if they do not listen, they perish by the sword and die without knowledge. The godless in heart cherish anger. They do not cry for help when he binds them. They die in youth, and their life ends among the cult prostitutes. He delivers the afflicted by their affliction and opens their ear by adversity. He also allured you out of distress and into broad place where there was no cramping, and he was set on you a table full of fatness. But you are full of judgment on the wicked. Judgment and justice seize you. Beware, lest wrath entice you into scoffing, and let not the greatness of the ransom turn you aside. You will cry for help, avail to keep your knowledge from distress, or from all the force of your strength. Do not long for the night when the peoples vanish in their place. Take care, do not turn to iniquity, for this you have chosen rather than affliction. Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed him for him his way, or who can say you have done wrong? 1 Corinthians 9, 1-16 Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are not you my workmanship in the Lord? 
If to others I am not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. We do not have the right to eat and drink. Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife, as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord in Cephas? But only as Barnabas and I, who have no right to refrain from working for a living, who serves as a soldier at his own expense, who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit, who tends a flock without getting some of the milk. Do I say these things on humanity's authority? Do I not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, for it is an oxen that God is concerned. It does not certainly speak for our sake. It was written for our sake, because the plowman should plow in hope, and the thresher should thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. But we have sown spiritual things among you. Is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, why do we even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial things? It is the same way the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have made no use of any of these things, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provision. For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, but necessity is laid upon me. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Good morning. This is Tim Tribble, broadcasting from Sacramento, California. Today's readings come from Psalm 147, verses 1 to 11 and 20c, Job 36, verses 1 to 23, and 1 Corinthians 9, verses 1 to 16. Now, reading from the book of Job today, it talks about God's greatness. And kind of a, a little different take on Job, because most people think, when they think of the book of Job, they think, you know, this was the man, he was abandoned by God, suffered all these horrible things, and but in the end, of course, was redeemed, because he never lost his faith in God. Uh, but in here, in, in the, the 36th chapter, a guy named Elihu, E-L-I-H-U, extols God's greatness. And this is something that's really important. No matter, you know, we go through bad things, bad times happen. Um, things are out of our control as much as we like to think we're in control, we're really not. And God is still there. It's not... It's not God being bad to us or mean to us or any of that. Things happen. But God is always there and God is great. And when we reach out and ask for God's help, he gives us his help and understanding and guidance if we take the time to listen to it. And uh, it you know, goes in talking about in here, uh, in verse 13, the godless in heart cherish anger. We all know people like that. <clears throat> and, um, but you are full of judgment on the wicked. The judgment and justice seek you. And, and 
verse 17. Uh, so there, there's lots of things in here about how we do things that, you know, when we do when we do things that aren't right, we're not seeking God. We're not looking looking for God's favor. We're not going to God and saying, "I, I need some help with this." That's a struggle. I I'm not good at it. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not really good at that. Um, I I always like to think that I uh, I can take care of it. I can handle it. You know, that's what we were taught, right? Everybody, all of us that went through basic training. We all remember the confidence course. That's uh, called the Commons Course for a reason. It's to build confidence. You can do this. We're going to give you all these challenges. You can do them and overcome them. But we also need to realize that we do have limitations. And we need to be, be ready and willing and able to turn to God in prayer and say, God, I, I need your help in this. I, I don't know, you know, I don't understand what's going on. I don't see the, the plan in this. And, and listen. And listen for what God has to say to us. And then, our other reading today comes from the first letter in first letter to the church of Corinth that Paul wrote, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and this is titled, Paul Surrenders His Rights. And, again, we go back, Paul um, in the, was you know, one of the first two heads of the church, as we always say, St. Peter, St. Paul. Peter was a disciple, Paul was an apostle, Again, Paul was the one that was Saul. Uh, he held the, the garments of the people who stoned Stephen, um, and then on the road to Damascus, the Lord blinded him, he had the Saul to Paul moment, came out and now he believes in God, and is a great witness for God as an apostle. And, <clears throat> again, Paul is talking about his ministry and in here um, it goes in, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Remember, he opened his eyes and saw Jesus and he's saying, this is my defense to those who would examine me. So he's getting questioned and called out again. This goes back to, he, he had a big ministry with the Gentiles, the non-Jewish Peter, the Jews, it was a sect of Judaism. You had to you know, be circumcised and follow all the traditions of the Jew Jewish religion. Paul is out with the Gentiles. No, you don't. You just need to believe in Jesus and be saved. And going through here, um, he's talking about these different things. In verse 7 is, is one that is, Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Um right okay we can all relate to that um you know you're when you serve in the military there is also you know, some kind of compensation for it so and he's referring to himself as a soldier for christ and uh, or soldier of christ either way however you want to look at it and <clears throat> um he's talking about he's done things he's made um in verse 12 Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. What Paul's talking about, he didn't take things from people. He uh, didn't, you know, tell you got to put me up at your house. you got to feed me. you got to give me money. They weren't passing the basket, you know, and all that type of thing that we see going on. And he's saying, he goes, uh, in the end, 
He's like, he said, I have not made use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provisions. So he's not saying, hey, you know, oh, pity, you know, I just wrote this thing, you know, oh, pity me. He would rather die than have anyone deprive me of a ground for boasting. Interesting statement, but it, that's what he's doing. He, he is living that total sacrificial life to Christ. And the final verse in 16. For if I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me, woe am I if I do not preach the gospel. Well, again, Paul is living the Christ-like life through his example. And that's really, really important. There's um, a lot of times, uh, I know we've all seen this, there's all these people, you know, running around, that we, call them, we used to call them Bible thumpers, um, you know, uh, I remember matchbook evangelism growing up in the 70s was a big joke. You give someone a matchbook, light it on fire, it burns their fingers. That's what hell's like. Um, that's not how you witness to people. That's not living the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is love your neighbor as yourself. Are you being loving? On your daily life, are you doing acts of love, random acts of kindness, as they call it? Are we doing things that are making a positive and meaningful in change and influence in other people's lives? And it doesn't have to be getting them saved. It could be giving someone a ride to their doctor's appointment, things like that. There's all these different things that we can do, especially in the veteran community. We have lots of our brothers and sisters that are stuck. They don't have a lot of money. They need help. Do we visit them, call them, check on them, buddy checks? There's the love of God right there. Your neighbor, your brother and sister veteran. So be like Christ, live the gospel, love your neighbors as yourself. I challenge everyone today, pick up the phone, call a veteran friend, somebody you served with, you haven't talked to them all, just say, hey, buddy check, checking in, how you doing? Amen. A prayer for those we love, from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. 
Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.